Welcome to Soul Stirrings, a podcast where all things regarding faith, communication, and culture are considered. I'm your host, Paul Patton, and here's hoping for at least a couple of grins and maybe one strange amen. In this podcast, my emphasis continues to be the sixth fruit of the Spirit, goodness. Now, we often hear the worshipful assertion, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. The psalmist repeatedly says, give thanks to the Lord God for he is good. His love endures forever. This is one of the most repeated assertions in the Judeo-Christian hymn book for the ages, the collection of hymns we call the Book of Psalms. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever because he's good. But is it true? God is good all the time, all the time God is good. Sometimes it certainly seems to some of us that it's not so. Or we might doubt that assertion. Yet the assertion is so central to one's Christian faith that to doubt the goodness of God is to fall into a most significant spiritual crisis. Even the etymology of our English word goodness shouts the close link to the revelation of God's character being good as the origin of the term goodness is related to our English term, godliness. The goodness of God manifest in the goodness of his creation even overflows to the good cultivated through storms, stresses, even the tragedies of life's journey. The well-known phrase from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose, Same word, same implication as the sixth fruit of the Spirit. The good is what leads to relational health and virtuous flourishing. And in Christ, over time, we're supposed to get better and better and better at cultivating goodness. Again, this goodness is what leads to relational health and virtuous flourishing because it is tied to the goodness of God. The emphasis of the Apostle Paul that all things work together for good to some degree, is a continuation of Yahweh's promise to Israel, as inaugurated in the accounts of the Jewish patriarchs and sustained through the reminders of Israel's ultimate story by the prophets for over half a millennial. From the time of Israel's United Kingdom during the reign of King David, through the periods of desolation in Babylonian captivity, from the glories of Solomon's temple to its destruction by the Babylonians in 586 B.C., The psalmist invited the nation of Israel to sing and chant after their return from captivity. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy, as it says in the 126th Psalm. And songs of joy will be what dominates the final stanza of history's anthem. And we should still have a chant or song that helps us remember the overarching story of the God who is good. A song or chant that reminds us that good will ultimately prevail. All things work together for good, said the Apostle Paul to the Roman church in 57 AD, seven years before some of those same Roman Christians would be thrown to the wild beast in the Colosseum during Emperor Nero's persecutions. How did the family and friends of those martyred respond to their deaths? What happened to their confidence that all things work together for good? The good was, among other things, in the strength and resolve of the church to remain faithful and true to a good God 
whose garden creation naturally lent itself to human flourishing. Gregory the Great, appointed Pope at the end of the sixth century, the height of the Western world frenzy during a seemingly uncontrollable, uncontrollable plague killing thousands in Europe, would assert to the church that human greatness is best manifest in human goodness. The church at the time was going through massive trauma brought on by the plagues and the hoarding of foreign marauders. Yet Gregory called them to continue in the necessary Christian art of loving sacrifice that cultivated human flourishing and manifested the goodness of God. The sixth fruit of the Spirit, goodness, like all other fruit, materialize and grow just like any fruit growing in the garden, orchard, or field. The fruit starts as a germinated seed, grows incrementally over the growing season, and waits for the harvest. And like all stories in the garden of life, there is a beginning, there is a middle, and then the end. And in the middle of our story, the second act, sometimes it's hard to see the goodness in the journey and the goodness of the one leading us by day and night. But such is the wisdom and goodness of God, that he has made a world where even manure is used for good. In my next podcast, we'll begin to look at the fruit of the Spirit called faithfulness. Thanks for joining me on Soul Stirrings. Thank you.